Yeah. I love my HBCU And boy I love it, love it I love it, love it I love my HBCU And man I hope my team they won one I hope my team they won one Yeah, man I hope my team they won one I hope my team they won one I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington should be jumping in here shortly. We got a great show to you. We have have an interview. Charles uh, had some discussion with me and made a recommendation, so I tried to pull one out of the coat. We're gonna see if we can get it going. So look forward to the second segment. We're going to talk about the announcers of the marching sport. So we'll get into that a little bit. But as we get going, we just start off as we do with the HBCU news of the day. And I'm going to go straight to you, Charles. But before I do that, as we should, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. We got some much needed rain here in Houston, Texas today. So my front yard and backyard are extremely happy. <laughs> Sound like you are thrilled. I know the wife is. She didn't have to worry about me watering the grass and got done today. So, you know, just pay me a favor as well. With that being said, let me do it appropriately. Welcome to episode 409 inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show on podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. From institutions large and small, from NEIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC sports culture. HBCU Athletic Aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavillo, and my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, coming from our home studios and sending a signal live to our K-Swage Truck 30 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Fame, Ralph Cooper, in a beautiful home with Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Uh, with that said, I know we got a little bit of background those flowing back between, but we'll we'll get that straighten up that. With that being said, Charles, again, how you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Got a little bit of breaking uh, HBCU news today, so uh, we'll get into that now. So well, this comes, uh, with it. comes courtesy of Florida A&M Athletics and Florida A&M Women's Basketball Head Coach Lon Phillip resigned after three years and two seasons leading the Rattlers. Uh, this is a statement from her today. Uh, I am very thankful for the opportunity to lead the women's basketball program over the last three years. I am more than grateful to have had the opportunity of working with the young women on the team and be part of their development on and off the court. So uh, Shalom Pillow will be moving on from uh, Florida A&M Women's Basketball. Man, that's interesting. Uh... Because of the timing, you know, obviously, yeah. we know coaches get dismissed, coaches leave for other opportunities, or sometimes life changes, forces that. But uh, it'd be uh, intriguing to kind of poke your head behind the scene and figure out what happened. 
uh, in that. But uh, at this point, we don't know, so we won't speculate, but it'll be fascinating. At some point, you probably will hear that news. I know another one that was out there from HBCU game day that was interesting in terms of Buffalo Bills promote former Granville State tight end. Uh, what did he get promoted to? A uh, player on the current coaching staff. Eric Washington has been promoted to assistant head coach, defensive line coach. The team announced last week Washington will remain as a defensive line coach in addition to his new duties as the assistant head coach. Washington joined the staff of the Buffalo Bills in 2020, along with another former HBCU star, Alcorn State alumnus Leslie Frazier. Frazier held the position of assistant head coach and defensive coordinator. Prior to taking the leave of absence after the 2022 season, head coach Sean McDermott has assumed defensive coordinator duties since Frazier's departure. Uh, before coming to Buffalo, Washington spent seven seasons as a defensive line coach with the Carolina Panthers under Ron Rivera. Worked with McDermott uh, there uh, before uh, he was the head coach. 2017, Washington spent two seasons as the Panthers. Defensive coordinator before him being ushered out as part of the regime change in the franchise. Washington broke into NFL in 2008, joined the Chicago Bears staff as an assistant head coach back. Washington spent two seasons as, as the tight end from 1989 to 1990 under legendary head coach Eddie Robinson Sr. He started his coaching career at Texas A&M and spent three seasons at Ohio, four seasons at Northwestern before joining the Bears. Speaking of Washington, Guess who we have, Charles? Mike Washington. I see. <laughs> He's on a different schedule clock than we are. We're going to give him a minute to get set up. So I'm going to go back to you, Charles, and see what other news of the day you have. And then we'll come to Mike and see what he wants to talk about in terms of HBC Sports League. Sure. Let's take a trip up to Delaware State. As Delaware State University uh, Director of Athletics, Alicia Shields Gasson, has announced the hiring of David Brooks as the new head coach of the defending. Uh, MIAC champion Delaware State women's volleyball team. Uh, a two-time CIAA Coach of the Year, Brooks joins the Hornets after a highly successful two-year stint as the head volleyball coach at Elizabeth City State University, where he led the Vikings to their first CIAA championship and NCAA tournament appearance since 2008 this past season. ECSU was 26-9 overall and posted a 16-1 regular season record en route to the championship run. So. It looks as though David Brooks will be taking over the reins at Delaware State as their volleyball coach. <clears throat> good stuff, good stuff. As the world continues to change with HBCU coaching, uh, interesting when you talk about a, taking over a team that was last season's champion. It'd be intriguing to see how things move forward. Mike Washington, what do you have on your plate in terms of what's catching you in terms of the HBCU sports news of the day? Well, first of all, I'd like to say good afternoon, and I apologize. Got caught by a little unexpected stuff this afternoon, but always always happy as ever to be in the show. Man, it's just a little bit of rain. What, you trying to act like the rain? <laughs> 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 it's so hot down here in Texas. He forgot what rain looked like. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, the saying? what's the saying? If, if you don't like the weather in, in here, stick around. So Is anyway. It? That's it. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Uh, I, I came in 
on another, I think I heard the uh, announcement with the Buffalo Bills promoting uh, former Grambling State tight end from uh, – Yeah, I did that earlier. Announcement. Uh, Charles jumped in there with the news that came straight off the wire in terms of fan you dismissing – oh, I'm sorry, not dismissing. Let me catch that because people are going to come back out yes. and say that's what happened. Well, the head coach fellow – uh, announced that she was stepping down and, and moving on to some other things. So uh, those are the two news that we kind of dropped out of here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the two uh, 2023 men's Cancun uh, challenge field nearly set includes Morgan. So uh, the charms of live basketball and all inclusive warm weather resort setting are perfect solutions to dealing with uh, the winter's chill and the triple crown sports is Pleased to release details on its answer to the question with the 16th annual 16th annual men's Cancun Challenge set for November 21st through 22nd, 2023 at the Hard Rock Hotel, Riviera Maya. The men's Cancun Challenge welcomes eight teams to this uh, gated, trusted, and all-inclusive resort where teams play in a coveted uh, a converted ballroom that is walking distance from the guest rooms. So you have to make Dr. Gaville money to, you know, go to that kind of estate. So anyway, just <laughs> <laughs> the event features four teams in the Riviera uh, division. Let's see what well, we have. Fresno State, James Madison, New Mexico State, Southern Illinois, and four teams in the Mayan division, Morgan State, Northern Colorado, Radford, and one one TBA or to be announced. So this marks the second visit to the event for Fresno State in Northern Colorado. It's the debut uh, appearance for the other programs. Four U.S.-based teams kick off the Cancun challenge before the teams head to Mexico. I think we need to have our show right there. See if Doc can work something out where we can have our show right there in Cancun at the Riviera Challenge at the Hard Rock Riviera Maya. I got my room picked out, Doc. So, oh, you see how oh, oh, the Riviera Maya has a nice golf course. Oh, that, oh yeah. That, that, that's a PGA Tour uh, golf course. So, yeah, let's, let's hook that up. Let's, let's make that happen. Come on, Doc. Charles, I was gonna, I was gonna call you on my side and just say, "See how your big brother do? Now I see how you, <laughs> your partner and cry, and then your big brother Charles, y'all team up. I see what this is like. I thought he was okay. first at Cancun, one, two, three, Cancun. Now he talking about setting up the show hey, and everything. When he didn't go to tell dog? everybody they lied, and I got the big book. Hey, I'm all business right there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm ready. I'm ready. In all seriousness, though, we might need to look into that once or twice. <laughs> we might have to look at that. Rod, we might need you to pack the cameras up. No, they got an anti fam They got an anti fam you rule there, so we can't let that. No, no rattlers below the border. That's, that's right. <laughs> wow, no problem. Let me go back to you, Charles. For we all get in trouble, <laughs> you know. I no longer have the uh, the uh, off button. Somebody else does. We'll be all off before we know it. Keep messing with Roy and the rattlers, Charles. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, well, obviously, we'll, we'll look at. Uh, will be uh, the SIAC uh, media day on uh, next week, July 12th. So 
football season is officially upon us once we start uh, heading to some of these media days. So SIAC Media Day, July 12th, Swag Media Day, I believe July 25th. So uh, busy next couple of weeks, Dr. Phil. You got your plane ready? You got you, you ready to get into this all this? All set, ready to go. Uh, Mike, you ready? You you plan to get into some of this? Oh, I, absolutely. I see you. You look focused and ready. Uh, with that said, let me go back to you. See what other news that you want to put out there, and hopefully, you'll get out of my pocketbook this time. <laughs> get your hands out my pocket. Now, come on now. Do I sound like I would have my hands in your pocket? Come on. Twice. No. Other than <laughs> other than way back a long time ago, that one time, you know, you required that we had, never mind. That, that was the <laughs> The statute of limitations might have passed. <laughs> the National Convention is coming up. I don't want any problems as I walk into Dallas. I'm just saying. Go ahead, man. All right, so a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, basketball news. More, more basketball news. Florida Memorial uh, announced Thursday um, that's today, y'all, that Rod Woods is the interim women's head basketball coach with over 21 years of experience coaching women's basketball at various levels, including junior college, NCAA Division One. Uh, level. Uh, Wood brings a wealth of experience, of course, to the role, so they are very excited to have uh, Coach Woods join the team and lead Florida Memorial's women's basketball program. His experience spans almost 20 years, um, and it makes him a an invaluable addition, uh, stated uh, uh, Mr. Jason Horn, who's director of athletics. Not only does he possess great experience as a coach, but also as an administrator, which is a valuable trait to have in a coaching position, interim or non-interim position. Woods most recently served as a coach at Barry University in Miami Shores, where he achieved a 14-15 and 15 overall record and led the Sunshine State Conference Tournament. Uh, while at Barry, uh, Woods played a pivotal, pivotal role in developing post-player Canary Holiday, who uh, received Freshman of the Year accolades. So before his tenure at Barry, Woods spent a, C- a season at, you'll like this, Charles East Mississippi College Community College, assisting head coach Sharon Thompson and guiding the Lions to his 12 and 13 record. So doing prior to his time in Mississippi, he was an assistant coach at Mississippi Valley State for three years under Ashley Walker, John, Coach Ashley Walker Johnson. So a huge pedigree uh, for this young man as he steps into this role at Florida Memorial under, of course, the interim tag, which I have to ask time and time again, Dr. Gaville, you know, why do we put the interim tag on certain individuals? And why do we keep it off others? And why is it on there? Because there doesn't seem consistency. But in this case, um, uh, we have for, uh, you know, we have for uh, Coach Woods. So congratulations, Coach Woods, interim women's basketball coach at Florida Memorial. Good question. Good question with that interim acting tag, because you so sure responsibility for the same work. With that being said, we're going to go to our first break. I teased out a little bit before we went there. We're going to come back with Carl. Uh, we know him as the King of Swing. He goes by many names. Uh, King MC, the King Motivator. King I, I, Carl. We'll ask him which one he's going to be called today. But in all <laughs> seriousness, I told you, Charles, 
I know Mike gonna get in. When Charles told me, he said, "Hey, let's look at and see if we can catch up with somebody that can talk about HBC marching bands." You know, we've had band directors in, we had previous drum majors in, both men, women, uh, in regards to that, and uh, talked about marching sport. We we started the band rankings a couple of years ago in terms of our own framework of what did that look like in terms of how we were going to measure teams. But he came from another perspective, which was intriguing to me when he talked about the fact that what really stands out oftentimes that separates, you know, a good, great band from really the top level being consistently great, if you would, is having a great announcer. So I rolled down and thought about it, and I said, let me see if I can kick Nick to somebody that played in that role, and maybe we can have a, a conversation about that. And that's where uh, he came up. But let me share this, though. I came across this article, and he said, what makes a band even more spectacular? A great announcer. We come back on the other side as we introduce the guests. I'm going to read a little bit of that first paragraph and then give his thoughts on it, and then we can get into some conversation. With that, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this first break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. You're looking for the press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're gonna tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yesa yes, and pay attention because he's gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Will with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. We have one other than Carl King Mays. Uh, I guess he decided to change it again. You know, King of Swing, King Motivator. <laughs> King MC, which king you are? You're just king, huh? 
It is the king, man, because God is king first. I'm made in his image, so I'm a king before I'm anything. You can put whatever you want behind it, but at the beginning of it, I'm great at what I do. <laughs> I like that. I like that. For all those that don't know, this is Carl Mays and all serious brother Mays. Uh, he is the member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. As you see, uh, he's actually in the barbershop getting trimmed up. That lets you know how big time he is. Everybody can't do that. Uh, so shout out. Tell us what, I, mean, I don't know, your barber may not even want to be named. We may not be able to afford that. But if you can, tell us your barber's name, where you at, what's the name of the barbershop? His, his name is his name is Don Don the Barber Man. He's a, he's at Clips Barbershop right now, Texas. So y'all get a chance to check it out. Clips is C L I P P S. Man, check him out. Man, he's definitely he's good at what he does. If I if I ever get to a point where I can take somebody on the road, he will be that. No, he say I ever get to a point. You know he travel with you. You just show it out. I know what you do. You're probably on the road now. With that being said, for those that don't realize, in all seriousness. Carl's been big time in terms of cutting records. Uh, and this was when we were in school. Uh, the uh, MCs and MCs from big time folks in terms of Beyonce, Bilal, Marsha Ambrosia, Crystal Michelle, Jay-Z, Outkast, MC Light is some of the folks that he's literally MC for in terms of introducing them in different shows. Uh, the most recently, he uh, actually was an MC in regards to Wedding MCs, he's made that famous and actually trained other folks of how to do MCing at a wedding. Uh, unfortunately, he started this after I got married, so I didn't get to use him, uh, <laughs> even though some other folks that we know did that. But pretty brilliant, brother, in terms of that. But what I wanted to bring him in here to talk about the time that he was an announcer, if you would, in regards for the Marching Storm, which was from 91 to 98, took a break as he was making all that money, as we just talked about, going around the world. And then somehow they convinced him to come back from 2006 to 2011. <laughs> so I wanted to read this, get your kind of thoughts on it, and then I'm going to let the other gentleman, Charles, that really brought this up in terms of how important an announcer is for the band. It separates it. Uh, but there was a guy named Ernest Stackhouse that wrote an article about this that I didn't realize after Charles told me, I said, let me go do my homework and research it. He opens this up, and this is a five-year-old old article. Dr. Williams P. Foster once said, quote, every great band needs a great announcer, end quote. I believe this is still true. Just as in the old days, having a great announcer is still the glue to a great show. The great bands have announcers whose voices, saying, and patterns are delivering elevate the band's performance. With the correct application of the well-timed word Words and phrases announces evoke certain emotions and reactions which can exceed the effect of instruments alone. The greatest announcer have great created their own styles and approach. Their voices have become identifiable as the look and sound of the bands whose shows they narrate. And I believe this is the larger point that Charles was speaking to when he said it's important that we do this context of really sharing love with HBC marching bands, what we call the HBC marching sports. Um, as we do, we like to connect that sporting HBC diaspora and it's all together. When I read that, what were your first thoughts when you heard that? You know, Muka. Uh, I, I, okay, you can hear me now. So yeah, yeah. man, no, I 
think I think it was, it was spot on, man. I think that um, a lot of people don't really understand that it, it, it becomes it's its own instrument as well. So when you when you talk about you know a collective sound, you know for for you know a band, it's it's identifiable. It's kind of like you all being the voices of the HBCU Sports Lab. I mean, you you become a part of that particular brand, and I think that whenever you can be in a situation where you help add an accent to it. So we're like the earrings on, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the female or the added, you know, accessory that, you know, helps to be able to make it a little bit more poignant, if that makes any sense. And I think that you know, when you can truly be an identifiable voice, when you can be an accent that, that accentuates, you know, the sound and makes it a little bit more, you know, appealing to people, kind of help to be able to guide, add some color to, to that, that whole aspect, that's 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 literally what it was. So that, that that's definitely well written, you know, with the way that he put it. Let me follow up with that and just go back to the beginning. Tell people where you're from. I'm originally from uh Fort Worth, Texas. Uh from North Metroplex, uh born and raised. You know what I'm saying? Uh uh class of eighty nine, Fort Worth Dunbar High School, and then uh, by way of uh P V and and Lived in a little bit in New York, lived a little bit in, in, in L.A. and, you know, went on and resided here in Houston because that's where I felt like you know, I planted my, my, my flag a little bit better, you know, by that time anyway. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, having having done so much for them and having that's why I'm indebted to our, you know, our beloved, you know, uh, Prairie View A&M University because, man, it, it allowed me to develop a skill set, man, that has taken me around the world, man, truly has has made a, a living from it. You know, who, who would have ever thought? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, being able to do something of that magnitude, I think, kind of helped out to help enhance what I what I already put as far as being a performing artist. Good. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll get into the second part of the question, and we'll let Charles and Mike Washington jump in here. Stick with us. Be right back after this break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. 
Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, KeversVoice.com. Always on, all the time. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love that and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention. This is Dr. Leo inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, and Carl Mays, the King Motivator, as he likes to say, King MC, King mm-hmm. of Swing. <laughs> King, he said, "Whatever you just call him, King." We got That's you. right. We understand. We right. understand. I did want to ask one more question before I let these guys jump in and uh, ask you: Really, how did you get to become the announcer uh, with the Marching Storm at Prairie View and University uh, the first time? Well, you know, man, it, when when uh, when I auditioned, uh, the person that was doing it at the time was a uh, Rob G, uh, which is Robert Gamble, who is professionally known here at, at the box uh, as Rob G. And uh, he was he was the uh, standing announcer at that time. And uh, uh, believe it or not, you know, we, we kind of battled it out. And, you know, it, uh-huh. it's kind of weird because I battled him as, as a freshman. He ended up winning it out, but we ended up becoming boys. And then that next year, I, I ended up beating him, and then he ended up transferring to Hampton. You know what I'm saying? So uh, not because of that, but you know that's just kind of you know what that ended up being his you know, to to kind of on to you know, a better space for himself. But anyway, from that point, man, you know it just grew. And I, I I tried out because I'm good at just announcing. Period. But I didn't know what to expect. I had anything to that magnitude before, and uh, it was just an exciting you know thing to be able to try out. Got it. Charles, go ahead and follow up. I wanted to ask this question, Carl, in terms of of where there are any influences uh, that help you kind of create your style. Uh, well, having been, you know, uh, uh, one of the first MC, and I say one of the first MCs in Texas because I put out my my first album in 1982. I was 12 years old at that, and you know, again, I didn't know what I was doing at that time. I, I just knew I was pretty good at doing something. So my dad. You know, these guys, these, well, at that time, like 12, they were older. They were like 26. And uh, these guys, you know, kind of recognized the talent and wanted me to record something. You know, it wasn't nothing that, that did anything. It was like a five-song EP. And, uh, you know, it did all right, you know, here and there. It probably, it probably went wood. But that was my experience with, <laughs> with, with music and something and just doing it. And I think that. My dad always said, you know, it's just kind of weird because he was like, man, if you're going to do all that hibbity hobbity stuff, you're going to make sure you do well in school first. You know, so I kind of had to do, do the balance of both because in order to be able to do it, he was like, you know, if, you know, it's kind of like my, my version of no pass, no play. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, so I so I just kind of I kind of, you know, lean into it. I was just a talented kid, man. I could always dance. I turned out a lot of talent shows and I just kind of moved into it that way. But uh, I used to always imitate. I don't know if y'all remember back in the day, um, you know, in, in 1981, 82, it was weird. But there was a, there was an infomercial that came out that was called uh, uh, Mr. Microphone. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember that. Y'all remember that? And it used to, it used to have yeah. that little bottom of the end. Yep. It, it, would, it would program to your radio. I think if you something like that, you had to put it on there. And you could talk through it and play through your radio. Well, that was yep. amazing. My parents got me that. And I disturbed the whole damn house. I was walking around imitating uh, uh, 
um, Tom Joyner, you know, I'm like, you're listening to Tom Joyner. Can't want to work with him. You know, I used to do all of that. You know, so I just knew at that time, and Tom said the other day that like, they knew he was going to be something in radio and something that had something to do with a microphone because he just tore that damn microphone up. So, you know, that that's kind of how it leaned into it, man. And I used to love using my voice as an instrument. I can do all the influxes. I can do all the, you know, I have a resonant, I have a voice with resonance that is naturally in there. But when I know how to speak, I know how to get rid of the rest. I learned that at PV, believe it or not. You know, so so it's it's just all been a, you know, it's been a cool journey, man. But just to know that I made a living off of it, man, I make more money, you know, doing doing my entertainment than I do, you know, you know teaching sociology and, and and working in you know the higher education realm, believe it or not. Sure. So it is it is going to be a space, man. That I don't even have to I don't even have to advertise. It's like because I do more than one hundred and forty. About 143 events average per uh, let me uh, let me follow up. I mean, because for me, uh mm-hmm. in watching bands, uh you really notice how an announcer can sort of make or break the performance. Uh yes. and there's a there's a fine line. There's a fine line to the hype, there's a fine line to the petty, and then there's also kind of a fine line to over talking. So where do you find the fine line? Well, I think I think well something in you know rest in peace, Prophet was man. It was something that he he used to always tell me, man. When I first started, he used to he used to have to pull me into a room privately. This is not a lot of people really know this, uh, but he used to say, you know, and I know you cool, and I know everybody knows you. He said, but I need you to know something. This is not about you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Lock and low. He's like, this is not about you. You gonna you get popular from it, but I need you to know it's not about. You. Don't. Don't try to overtake and make it about you. It's about the band. You are an accent to the band. So it's, it's very important to be clear. It's very important to be concise. You know, that's why anytime you would hear the beginning break, I would say, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Pandorland is proud to present the Prairie View a and you, you know, all of that it needed to be said in that that opening. So right when the bum, 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 I needed to be done. He was like, we're not talking into it. You're not talking. So that took a lot to really learn that even what I did was a cadence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's very important, man. And you hear anytime you hear somebody over talking the band or or saying too much or uh overpowering where you can't hear the band, or it sounds distorted. Or if your clarity is not there, that means you're not opening your mouth. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of little little pieces to it, and, and and you know, so that's a very good question that you asked. But some people don't see it as as an art form because they they really don't realize how they need to be a part of the band and not outside of the band. Sure, absolutely. Great question, Charles. Go ahead, Mike. Follow up. Yeah, so along those lines, y'all, Doctor Foster also said that every region has its own uniqueness. And I've known you for a while. You've been able yeah. to find different events. And you've been at NAACP Image Awards. You've been at uh, Performing Arts, uh, Houston Performing Arts Recognition Awards. You've been at church at every, unit, every event, especially an HBCU's event. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in saying that, the gumbo that you have in Georgia and South Carolina is different than the gumbo in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Everything is unique to that region. What was good there may not be good here. When you go to these events, how do you find the uniqueness of that event 
to make the bread? What do, what do you do to prepare to bring out the uniqueness of that individual event for that region or for that area? Why you, you didn't know say gumbo in Texas or Mississippi? <laughs> come on, come on, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> we got to go there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Carl. Hey, no, great question, Mike. Man, I, I think, you know, there, there was a there was a gentleman that I met, man. I cannot, I, I, I hate when I forget names, man, but I met a gentleman when I was in Scottsdale, Arizona, man. And uh, he was he was really good, man. You know, older, older black gentleman. Damn, I forgot his name. But anyway, he was, one thing he always told me, man, and that, that just kind of stuck with is he said, listen, he said, you can always remember, man, if they're, he say humans, I don't care if their accents change, I don't care if they're, you know, if they're, if their cultural differences are here and there, he say, man, if they are breathing and you can communicate to them, you can get them. You know, so my motto now is if they breathing, I can get them. I don't care what background you're from. I don't, you know, I, I, I feel like this is where this is where education kind of comes in. And so I know, you know, all of you all are avid, you know, education, you know, goers and and understand how it how it enhances who we are. But just really, really understanding, understanding, you know, societal norms, you know, being able to respect differences, et cetera, et cetera. Like, like I am I am well versed in that. So I can step into any arena and I can communicate to people without offending them. Without, with being able to make them enjoy, because everything is entertainment. What you all are doing now, you're providing information, but you're also entertaining at the same time. So entertainment is the element to it. I don't care if you're doing, if, if it's a wedding, I don't care if it's a gala, somewhere along the way, you have to keep it entertaining while still reach, still trying to attack the impact. And my thing is to be able to guide people. One of the things I'm really great at as being an entertainment host is being able to take the elephant out the room. Because anytime you get people in a room together, whether it's something that, that makes them feel uncomfortable by the way that they dress, they're not dressed like they would normally dress, that's a social barrier. And if you can get the social barrier and knock it to the knock it to the floor and get people to be able to, you know, be how you need them to be by saying what it is that needs to be said without offending and still making people feel good, at the end of the day, you get them to do anything for the rest of the evening. And that's that's what that's what one of the challenges was my earlier days. Now, you know, it's like as I do it with my eyes closed. You know what I'm saying? You would think that you, if you're in a room full of people that are probably 65, maybe 70 years old, 70, 75 years old up, you know, this could be offensive, but they actually like it. When I say something like, everybody in here, those that have their original teeth in your mouth, show them right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's a, that's, a big, that's a big heavy line I use. And I use it because it's not offensive, but at the same time, it's kind of laughing. You know, I say, and even if you bought it, you go ahead and show them to you too. You know, that those kind of things. Because at the end of the day, you know, laughing and smiling is euphoric. People want to be in a euphoric feeling and they want to make sure that they have a great time no matter where they go. Because when they step outside their homes, they want to be entertained. They may not want to participate in the entertainment by, you know, indulging and dancing and things, but if they feel there, nine times out of ten, they have a great time. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Know, Carl, Carl, I'm a huge fan of, of Joe Bullock, who's the voice of the March 100. Uh, Darren Bedell, who's the voice of the uh, Southern Human Jukebox. Uh, there are announcers out there uh, that you hear nowadays and you say, you know what, they get it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I run into a lot of them, man. That, that, and, but not, nine times out of ten, if they're a novice, man, if they, if they're, not, they're, they're always somebody who's been doing it for a minute. I can tell when the ones that are new that are kind of newbies, 
because they're all over the place. And they're mm -hmm. reaching and, and sometimes shouting and screaming to a point of where people can't understand what they're saying. And now they sound more distorted and more of a nuisance than they sound as an accent. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so so guys that have been doing it for a while, man. Some of them, some of those guys I know, you know, you, you can just tell when they when they found that stage and they know exactly how to get the outcome that is that is you know put that to achieve. So yeah, you know, and 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 one of the things that that's kind of weird is that when people hear long I did it for. You know, Prop Edwards used to call me when he was frustrated. He's like, man, look, I'm going to be in town, blah, blah, blah. Or can you be in town? He said, I'll just send you the video of the show. You just write me something to it. And then when you do a rehearsal, when you come in either that, that night before or that morning. And, we, you know, I'll just kind of go in the band room. They go through it. He'll hear what I've written. He said, let's, go, let's do it. We'll roll. But it got to the point where the trust factor was there. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Go, Good point. Rather keep trying something. And you know, and and uh, you know, right now, TT that does it, you know, her a little bit. You know, what I'm saying one of the things that you know sometimes I run into when I haven't heard in a while, and I go, you know, sometimes I think she runs into that lane of, of making it about her. Sometimes, see, it's one thing to you know kind of have a swag and, and, and make a fun statement towards the other band, but it's another one and make a swag statement and you make a pun statement, but you let them know uh, it's my bravado that's doing this, not the band. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be careful. You know, it's a, it's a gray area sometimes when you walk in that lane. And you, you know, you can say something real thick, but it's like it's coming from the band, not from you. You know what I'm saying? But if you say something real thick and it's like it's coming from you and not the band, that's when it gets a little a little spacious and people start moving in that fine line like, whoa, let me read you back in. You know what I'm saying? It's about the band. You know what I'm saying? And not about you. So, you know, but that's a, that's a gray area. You know, and every now and then you got to kind of tap that coattail say, look, remember, you're, you're an accent. You know, but you know, and then and that's the, that's the era we're in. Man. You got you got to stay connected. You got to stay at a where you you know you don't get disconnected from you know the the the, the jargon that that the young people are using. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, the band is also about having this, this this you know this swag to it. You know, but at the same time, you want to make sure it, it stays neat and that the music is well written and well delivered, and that the performances and people are entertained by. It. That that comes all those creative values while still maintaining, you know, the music. But at the end of the day, I've I've heard some that that are really good, and I've heard some that are really like ah, they need to pull back on the mic a little bit, or you know, that they're, they're, they're not they're not staying in unison. You know, this person is on sixty nine, on fifty nine, and you on sixteen. I don't know. It's kind of weird, you know. And not on that page. Not that is it better? You know, <laughs> is, is, yeah. is it better to be in the press box on? It just depends, man. I, I mean, I can work from both, but on the field, you feel it more. You know what I'm saying? You you feel it, but but if the if the if the setup is not appeasing to that feel, and you can get a better you can get a better uh, you know a better sound from the booth, then you just gotta kind of you gotta kind of take it from the booth because sometimes you're in stadiums where the where the press box mic sounds way better than the field mic. Sure thing. Yeah. Great yeah. questions, Charles, Mike, uh, Carl. I know you got a busy schedule, so we'll let you out of it after this one. And this one's for you in regards to what are some of the projects you're doing and let them know for those that may be getting wedding, getting married, how can they get the information about the wedding MC? And then what is your latest project that you're getting prepared and getting your haircut for this evening, actually? Yeah. So, 
Thank you for asking that, brother. So yeah, so so the the brand is the Wedding MC. The website is theweddingmc.net, and uh, I just did my 537th wedding. Um, you know, uh, launching the you know the Wedding MC University. Uh, it, you know, excited about that. You know, to to you know to be able to get. I have, I have a lot of people that are very very interested in it. We're almost finished with it too. Uh, the um, the weddings I do more than forty three per year, so you know easily go to the site. You can get in touch with me directly there at theweddingmc.net, and then and then continuously support it. What we have going on now is that I've been charged with. There's a new uh, uh, network that's getting ready to launch called Indie. Uh, it's Indie uh, Network TV. I think it's I think the the uh, IG is at Indie Network TV. Um, yeah, something like that. Indie spell I N D E, and uh, they are getting ready to launch a bunch of a bunch of uh, shows on their network. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm going to make sure I get them in touch with you too, y'all, so y'all can, you know, talk something through because I think I think the HBCU Sports Lab will be great on their on their network as well. But at the same time, they have a, a new video show called HTX Top Ten Videos, uh, all independent uh, videos people are submitting, um, you know, rap, hip hop, or R and B. And uh, I'm the host of that new show. We're shooting episode two tonight. So, and I think they're getting about six episodes in the can before they actually launch it. So um, episode two is going on tonight. It's kind of like Rap City's The Basement, man. So it's going to be kind of dope, wow. you know? I'm, I'm, I'm the host and y'all know I'm going to do what I do, right? <laughs> you came, come, you, you come a long way from, what was that group? Was it uh, back in the day in PV? Soul Brothers, Magic Soul Brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll let you get out of here. I know you got to get a prayer for it. I appreciate you dipping in your time. We see the schedule and you traveling around the world getting it done. Shout out to the barber again in terms of uh, making and getting it done for us. That is Brother Carl King Mays, a former announcer for the Marching Storm at Prairie m University. Thank you, Charles, for thinking about this. It was very good. Great questions you had. Sticker will be right back after this break. We'll come back and get these two gentlemen a chance as we unveil 15 through 8. Come back and get their thoughts in this last segment in terms of what we unveil on Tuesday. Stick with us after this last break. Shout out, Carl. Appreciate you. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions 
for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. This is Ryan Fulford. A.B. Drew and I are... Compress the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to allow that. And who the ball, ball, so listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is, Dr. this is Dr. DeVille with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Carl Mays in regards to the announcer of the Marching Storm at Prairie A&M University, giving you some insight uh, about, as we like to say, the sporting HBC dash for all things and what that means. With that being said, these gentlemen are out on assignment taking care of business, so we had our tag team come in, and they did a great job in terms of Brian and AD of Sports Wrap as we unveiled the next seven in our top 21, 15 through 8. We will unveil the final seven, the top seven, next Tuesday, so make sure you do not miss that as we will get that out before we head to the SIEC uh, that Wednesday, and then we get into the SWAC the following week and end the month with the MEAC and the CIAA. With that being said, let's get into uh, the top eight for the mid-majors you see here. Uh, at number 15, we have Winston-Salem State Rams. At number 14, we had Everwaters Tigers. At number 13, we had the Lane Dragons. At number 12, we had Savannah State. At number 10, we had Albany State Golden Rams. At number nine, mm. we had West Virginia State Yellow Jackets. <laughs> At number eight, <laughs> Virginia State Trojans. It's hard for me to keep a straight face because I just saw Charles drop his. So let me go to Charles <laughs> before he can make any more faces to get an understanding why his face turned up like that before I could even finish my top next seven in terms of 15 to <laughs> eight. What is the problem, uh, Charles? I, I mean, I, I know Albany State has a change at uh, head coach. Quinn Gray is taking over now, but – uh, Albany State under West Virginia State that that caught me off guard real quick because I kind of had them. They were seven and three last year. I had them more in my top ten. So you know to see them at ten, ah, I need them a little further up. You know? any, any anything else that grabbed the nerve uh, in regards to that? I, I I'll take one. If I just got one slid somewhere, maybe I'm not doing too bad. But it threw you off. I can tell. Anything it threw me off because it threw me off because I stopped there because and I didn't hear the rest. So I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so that that pressed the nerve real quick. So oh, oh my goodness. So Mike, yeah. what are your t- thoughts on this next seven fifteen through eight? Uh yeah, I had the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Albany State, um, ten. They were, they were, they were, they were breaking my top ten. So uh, I, I was kind of wondering about that. I was wondering right there with Charles, uh, who who put this man, who put this list together, and, and what kind of gumbo they've been eating. So, 
<laughs> he he gonna go in and talk about all the gumbo there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why Mike has the gumbo on the mind today. <laughs> I was about to say, all of a sudden, I, I got very hungry. I'm now wanting to go. Don't do from Georgia to Louisiana. He, they don't count in no Texas. Don't give no love to Mississippi, as if Mississippians can't do no gumbo. <laughs> they do great catfish. You do catfish, you can do some gumbo. Hey, they, they, some... hey they claim catfish, so I'm going to let them claim catfish. <laughs> Yeah, the the rule look different once you start coming from Acadiana to over here. So I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I do, I do, I do have. Well, let me let you finish. Go ahead. No, you fine. Say you say your piece. I don't want no problem. Okay, so I, I see we have Virginia State, right? Correct. That they, they were, you know, five and three, three and two. No, two and three in the last year in the conference, right? Correct. They and were five and three, six and four overall. I got them at two number and three eight. in the division. And you ranked them where? Number eight. Number eight. And Just you ranked outside out? of the top seven. That's Dr. Right. Henry Fringe the third. And you, you ranked them ranked. above Albany State, a team that was pushing top, top. Top t- contender last year in 2022. Had yeah, a top running back. First year coach, his new coach. You know, uh, it's did the same thing in the major division. I need okay. some coaches to show me a little something. You got a new coach. Y'all come in and think these coach. Historically, a new coach does not come in. I know y'all got excited because Coach Prime came to Jackson State <laughs> in his first two years, three, depending on what you want to call it, spring. He just went berserk, you know. <laughs> and ran through the swag and literally went to two celebration boats. But that's he not. He did mess up the curve. Okay. Let's look at it. Back uh, to um, Southern University in terms of Pete Richardson to see a first year coach being able to get it done at that level. It doesn't happen whether it's the CIAA, SIAC, SWAC, and MEAC, certainly, it doesn't happen. But it seems like y'all want to give Golden Ram, Albany State, Quint Gray. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see what you're saying. That's right. Watch it, please. Watch it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, in the last three years, they've been that same record. So, what warrants them, again, to be ahead of Albany State? They've been two and three, five and three, whatever, in the middle of the pack the last three years. So I, I, I will see. I'm gonna watch and see too. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to you, Charles. That he acts like Benedict is still not in the SIAC. I know they lost their quarterback, but yeah, you, you told me everything. Ben- you the one told me about Jennifer. Uh, is something don't change with that? Yeah, yeah. Benedict is yeah. still they, they they still that uh they still that team out there in the SIAC. Absolutely, so, uh, okay. Agree. Now, now yeah. y'all seem like y'all doing uh, a little more homework. Don't get it twisted because, you know, you're going to the SIC. You know, I'll, I'll let them know how y'all treat these folks. And, and, and don't forget Tuskegee sitting out there, too. Yep. Tuskegee's out and there. They were talking about HBCU night. Like, I got to sneak this in. I thought they were a little far-fetched to this, but they say Tuskegee might get one of the Alabama schools in terms of the SWAC, if not both. What are your thoughts on no, that? I- 
No, I can see that because they've done it before. Uh, I, I'm a, yeah. a testament to uh, when they bit Jackson State back in the day. So, yeah, it can happen. We, we've seen which, them do it to which, Alabama State, too. Which, which Alabama team will they get? That's I, I They know started that. with uh, uh, once a couple said Alabama State, and then the other group said Alabama and m and then some said both. So now, see, now see here, here's my thing. I, I think Alabama State is that next team that's positioned to really make some noise in the Swack East. I know everybody talks, Bam, you and Jackson State, but that's a team that I'm really keeping my eye on with Alabama State. And they say it all goes based on the quarterback. And they say they actually have a quiet quarterback that's sitting in the back. And obviously there's some coaching uh, moves that had to be made. Pretty much we know who's going to be the starter in terms of that. Uh, but at the end of the day, to another point that you made as we transition and get the top next seven, 15 through eight for the major division, as they talked about Alabama State's defense. A lot yeah. of folks are really impressed. Cole defense. Adams. Yeah. They yeah. were probably the second best defense. And I think uh, in terms of statistics, they certainly showed that in terms of what Jackson State did. Now, they lost a couple of pieces. But people also said they got a, a lot of pieces back. So it's going to be fascinating to see what that looks like in terms of them moving forward. Let's transition. I, 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 I uh, don't know about – hold on. I don't know about Tuskegee getting the Alabama team. The last two couple of years, they've lost quite quite convincingly. So maybe on a good day. I, I just don't know about that one. I was thinking more of that, but uh, I had to bring it to the table. I wanted the experts to chime in, doing a great job there. He, uh, AD chimed in, you know, Tuskegee. He said, Reginald Ruffin at Tuskegee, he question mark. He said it's only one year, so he thinks it's going to take a little more time. Yeah. So, you know, that's somebody that covers the SIEC uh, and actually will be doing some writing for the Division II uh, SIEC program. So I'm going to stick with A.D. Drew, which is my first mind anyway. With that being said, let's talk about the major division, 14 through 8, 14 through 8. Uh, and we start out with 14 as Tennessee, Tennessee State. Number 13 is Grambling State Tigers. Number 12 is Alabama State Hornets. Number 11 is Prairie Vian and Panthers. Number 10 is South Carolina State Bulldogs. Number 9 is Texas Southern Tigers. Number 8 is Morgan State Bears. Before mm. I throw it to you, Mike, I will say this, that Brian – brought out his rendition of Mike Washington in terms of his data analytics and who's dropping the mic high. He said, man, y'all getting excited about these team names such as Tennessee State and Grambling and these coaches. <laughs> he said they were ranked too high. He threw salt at Morgan State and South Carolina State as well in terms of them being a little high. So <laughs> I don't, I didn't know that he was required to do his Mike Washington rendition, but he showed, came in there on fire. So I did want to say that he represented well. So you don't have to be as tough on me as you normally are. But, Mike, it's up to you. What do you think about 14 through 8? Yeah, I, I would agree. I think Morgan stayed on that. That initially caught, caught my little high. <laughs> just, just a taste high. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm looking at where, where the defense is, where the offense is. Last, you know, three years, give or take, where they finished in the conference. What were they two and three? I'm kind of I'm kind of, I don't want to speak out the side of my neck, 
here. Uh, yeah, but, which one? Grambling, uh, Grambling was three and eight, two and six. Yep. Tennessee State was four and seven and two and three. Yeah, but I'm mean, I'm talking about Morgan State was two and three, four and seven. They were but, four and seven and two and three. That's correct. Yes. So now you have them above. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't I don't understand this ranking. Above you have South them above. above you have them, you, above you, you have them above a tough South Carolina State team, a Texas Southern, and a Prairie View team, which you know always in the last few years has come out of the West. So I I don't know. They're, that's a taint too high. <laughs> taint. He over there. He's still doing the gumbo, Charles. <laughs> yeah. I see. I see. <laughs> Charles, help me out here. You killed me on the last one. Uh, you let Mike go in. And, you know, AD, shout out to AD. AD did what he did. He broke it down. But now it's your turn. Three are in. You're the fourth one. What do you think about 14 through eight? I think um, Gremlin traditionally doesn't stay down very long, but they, they have to prove it to me uh, for them to be ranked to where they are. Uh, I, I didn't see a lot with regards to them offensively last year. Uh, a great game against FAMU, but uh, the breadth of the season, I think Grambling, uh, for the most part, they have to prove it to them a little bit. Uh, for me, uh, Alabama State and Prairie View are deserving of being in the top ten. Uh, I think they're ranked a little bit low. I think uh, when you take a look, and I always take a look at uh, returning quarterbacks. When you have returning quarterbacks, uh, to me, that gives you uh, a leg up in terms of going into the season. And both of those teams have returning quarterbacks. So I'm really uh, excited about uh, what those teams can do in terms of making some noise within the SWAC, uh, East and the SWAC West this year. So uh, for me, uh, definitely Alabama State Prairie View will be bumped up a little bit higher. Uh, I want I want to move Texas Southern up a little bit as well, but uh, the jury is still out. I still hey. it's almost like Grambling for me with Texas Southern. I just I just yeah. need to see it to be to, to be sure. Well, like, well, well you... Texas Texas Southern has been that X factor. I can go with that. Grambling State has been they are who we thought they are the last couple of years, and I agree with you. They show me it, but for you to put you know you know Prairie View has beaten Texas Southern the last so Texas Southern you got them above Prairie View. I think they both should be in the top ten, but I don't think Texas Southern should be above Prairie View A and M. Good stuff. So. Staying with you, Mike, before I go back to you, Charles, with one last question. Um, any of these teams you would have in the top seven, Mike? In the top seven. I, I don't want to say it because I got the home cooking, but if there's any of these teams that I would put in the top seven, I'm going to go either – Alabama State and or Prairie View A&M. You could argue with them being in the top seven. Charles, you said Texas Southern. You would push a little higher. Is that one that you would have put in the top seven? Or not, in the top, not in the top seven. Uh, I think Prairie View is deserving of being in the top seven. Uh, and, you know, you take a look at the, the, the how everything played out last year. Uh, if, I guess, Prairie View had just knocked off Mississippi Valley. Uh, they would have been back in the SWAC championship game, but uh, that was not to be. But to me, the addition of Caleb Johnson uh, to this Prairie mm -hmm. football team, that is a that is a tremendous X factor, I think, going into yep. the season because I think there will be a lot more balance. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Um, that was a really great quiet uh, ad for the Prairie Indian program. So it'll be interesting to follow to see what that looks like. It was done yep. so early that I think a couple of people kind of forget about it with all the other late moves that a lot of folks are going on with. So it'll be fascinating. So again, on Tuesday, we unveil seven through one. On Tuesday, we'll unveil seven through one in the mid-major and major division. So obviously, since I asked you which one team, two teams for Mike, that one of those that he would bump up, we'll see which of the top seven, which one or two that you'll bump down. So stick with us as we unveil that final seven. You probably could do the math if you look at um, who was eight through 21 uh, to find out who's in the top seven. But you have to stay here and tune in on Tuesday as we do the show to find out the order. So it'll be interesting to see what the order and what these two gentlemen think about my order of the top seven and then which team or two they're pushing down out of the top seven as well. With that being said, we'll close it up. Thank you for listening. Inside the HBC Sports Lab, make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports. Coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Hope you enjoyed our guest, Brother Carl Mays, former announcer of the Prairie A&M Marching Storm, as we ask the important questions in regards to the symbiotic relationship, uh, one that Charles needs to be there to really take your band to the next level, particularly when we talk about the marching sports. So you know, as we unveil uh, the top rankings for the marching sport this fall. One of the things we will be incorporating is the announcer, and we'll make sure Charles and Mike gets a say in what they think in terms of those whole rankings. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock right here at Central Standard Time. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me. Dr. Kenyatta Cavill is D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab board on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube is Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. Make sure you download my JVM, my BCSN. Check out Carlos Brown on Saturday as well as closing out your weekend or starting your weekend on Sunday with Brian and AD of the Sports Wrap, and then come back and check them out on ONG Strike Zone as they give you all the inside information on the ONG Strike Zone with FAMU. Don't worry. Pre-game show is not going anywhere with Charles Bishop. They'll be able to give you some updates, just waiting to give you uh, the appropriate timing when it's time to give you a little more information there. Oh, Charles said he might be retired. It might be time to move on. I thought last time we talked, he was ready to do it, but I looked up. I guess I need to double check before. So maybe not. Pre-game show may be of uh, history. We'll let him tell you about it. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Uh, of course. Pre-game show is going strong in Boulder, though. Right. I was talking about the Jackson State side. Oh, they're doing it. Oh, yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. I just saw what he did today and some good stuff. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the boss man up there doing the pregame show uh, in Colorado. With that being said, I was just saying that you're going to add the Jackson State piece uh, for all those Jackson State fans out there, HBC sports fans that are missing you 
<laughs> yeah. With, with that being said, uh, let me start it over to make sure we get it out there before I get you in this trouble. Yeah, you got to rewind that. Man. There's too many paragraphs <laughs> in between. Charles? Of course. Mike? Lecture. Dismissed. <laughs> man, I...